Welcome to Sin and God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We're going to be talking today on this podcast. Tune in, download the app, Sealing God's People. Focus on the proceeding word of God and the present truth. We're going to be talking about Behold the Real Jesus. And we're going to be focusing on the Son of God. The Son of God is the redemption office. It's the blood office. It is the only way to get to God, which is the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost. These are various functions of or offices of the Spirit. And we talk about Jesus, we know that he was born in the city of David, Christ the Lord, who is Christ. Well, 1 Peter 1 verse 10, 11 tells us that all the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. That's a capital S, that is deity, that's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the self-existent eternal God. That Spirit of Christ that was in them was how they prophesied, who testified and signified beforehand of uh, the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Well, we know we've all been uh, and have studied uh, Moses' tabernacle. It's very simple uh, there in, a, in the study of Jesus Christ. Uh, they're made according to the pattern in heaven given to Moses. And we understand that the law was our schoolmaster in Christ. We have the four coverings, uh, the linen curtains, uh, the goat hair curtains, the ram skin, and the badger skin. We won't be focusing on that today. And there's the brazen altar, altar burnt offering. And we know that Jesus presented himself a living sacrifice for us. We go to the labor there for the priesthood, uh, which is repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. We get into uh, the church there. We have uh, this, the candlestick. There should, there's only one there in the candlestick showing various two uh, various uh, uh, depictions of uh, the candlestick. But uh, 22 knops of bowls there on the seven lamps being 22, the number of light. We won't get into that today. But we're going to, and then, of course, the altar bin sense, the golden censer. But what we are going to focus on is this curtain. It says in Hebrews 10, that is the veil, that is to say Jesus' flesh. Now, why would it point to the veil being Jesus' flesh? Well, because Jesus, who is in the form of God, and then the form of God, that form is Morpha. Morpha is an eternal state of being. It's not something that changes. It's not a schema. It's not a fashion. It is forever. So let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, not made equal, to be equal. He's always been God in every attribute. God, when he says in Genesis 1, 26, let us make man in our image after our likeness, plural, personal pronouns. We are told that's a trinity, which is obviously false. The very next verse, Genesis 1:27. so God made man in his own image, male and female created he them, singular personal pronoun. 
Who's the us? The us are the attributes of God that speak and stand on their own personal, as we see in uh, Proverbs 8, thy wisdom was daily his delights, singular personal pronoun, about an attribute of God being wisdom, speaking in the first person. I, wisdom, was daily his delights. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. There's another attribute of God. With me, singular personal pronoun, me, is understanding. That means that all of God's attributes in Genesis 1.26 came forward. Love, power, understanding, wisdom, all of those came forward. Otherwise, one of those attributes or any of those attributes would have been uh, uh, missing in Adam. Well, Jesus, who being in the form of God, Morpha, all that God is from A to Z, he is the Alpha to the Omega, all the attributes of God. Always has been God, always will be God. He is the lot through the Tav. In the Genesis 1, verse 1, Bereshit, Barah, Hashemayim, Bayert, Hayerts, we find that there is a Hebrew word there right in the center, the Shamas, the center, in the seven words, Hebrew, right there in the very center, which stands as the middle of that seven, or the servant branch, or the Shamas. It is Bereshit in the beginning, uh, Barah created, Elohim, that is God, eight, Alaf Tav. Now that's not transliterated into, or translated into the English in Genesis 1 verse 1, but as Jesus stated in Revelation 1, 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew, Alaf through the Tav are everything that God is from A to Z and all his majesty and all his dignity, all his glory, all of his attributes. That is the Allah through the Tav. That is the fourth word there in Genesis 1 verse 1. Bereshit, in the beginning, Barak created, Elohim, God, Allah Tav, from A to Z. That God, that Jesus, is the aloft to the top, the alpha to the omega, the A to the Z of all that God is, was, or ever will be. Hashemayim, Bayert, Hayert, the heaven and the earth. There, Jesus is equal with God. Nobody's equal with God except God himself. He wasn't made equal. He is equal in all attributes. There, he made himself, that is singular, a himself of no reputation. That is very, very important in understanding the revelation of Jesus Christ, how he became our kinsman redeemer, God himself, that all quote John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. First John 3, 16, hereby we perceive the love of God because he, God himself, laid down his life for us. Therefore, we ought to lay down our life for the brethren. That is of no reputation is the kenosis. It is that K-E-N-O-O. That kano is a humiliation, humbling self, to make oneself void. That is a self-imposed limitation that God put upon himself because a man lost it a man of flesh and blood, Adam, by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, death by sin, therefore by one man, not God, but by one man, shall my servant make many righteous. 
Who is that servant? Well, we see that Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 43.10, You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord. That's a self-existent eternal spirit of God. That's Christ. And my servant whom I have chosen. He's chosen. That you may know and believe me and understand. God wants us to know and have the knowledge and understand who he is. He said that I am he. The Lord Jehovah God Almighty is that servant. Before me, there was no God formed. There's that formed. There being in the form of God. And before me, God said there was no God formed. Neither shall be after me. See that I am God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. No Holy Trinity, Holy One. You see that in Isaiah 43, 15. He made himself. God made himself of no reputation. What did he do? Well, he's not going to work as spirit. He's going to put a self-imposed limitation for himself to work as a man, as our kinsman redeemer, knowing that only a man can redeem us back. God became that man by making himself of no reputation and humbling himself. And he took up on him, that spirit itself, the form, and that's eternal. That's morpha. An eternal state of being, the form of a servant. Isaiah 43, 10 says that the Lord God, the Father of glory, is that servant and was made and on my in the likeness, in the likeness of men. He become our kinsman redeemer. That's how God sent forth his son. There wasn't spirit junior that was begotten of spirit senior in heaven. And Spirit Junior was told by Spirit Senior, go down and die for the sin of the world. No, no such thing. There's only one Spirit. Jesus is that Spirit. He is the Lord. And that is 2 Corinthians 3.17. The Lord is that Spirit. He is the Lord. There's not another Lord. Well, how did he work salvation in and of himself alone? Because God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Well, how did he do it? Well, the devil thought he had won. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin. Therefore, by one man, the devil did not think or believe that God would have a man, because all was conceived in sin, shape and iniquity, none good, no, not one, that there was no way for redemption to be gained back in our redemption, justification, and ultimate glorification there in our Lord Jesus. He didn't think it was possible. So God made himself of no reputation, humbled himself, self-imposed limitation upon himself. He took upon him the form of a servant made in the likeness of man. Isaiah 43.10 tells us that he is that servant God Almighty. And being found in fashion, now fashion is schema, as a man. He humbled himself. This is the humiliation of God. He humbled himself and he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As sin reigned by death, so grace now reigns through righteousness, Romans 5. Now, let's take a look here. Wherefore, there God hath highly exalted him. Now, notice in Isaiah 43.10 that the Lord... That is the capital L-O-R-D, which is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the self-existent eternal spirit of God, and chose, 
chose a servant. Now we, and most people think that servant is a second person of the Godhead, and that is totally wrong. The Lord is that servant. You can't split them, and you cannot separate them. Isaiah 43, 10 said, Thus saith the Lord, you are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God. Thus saith the Lord, the self-existent eternal spirit of God, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit, and my servant that I have chosen, he chose him, that you may know and believe me and understand, I am he. That's God Almighty working salvation in and of himself. For God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. But now the revelation of Christ, that Christ is the rock, has to be understood. It has to be taught. The foundation of the church is Christ. And that is, we see in Matthew 16. Jesus said, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Some say, you're John the Baptist, uh, Elias, uh, uh, Elijah, uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. But Jesus said, but who do you say I am? That's the I am that I am. Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. There, Jesus responded, Simon Bar-Jonah, call him his earthly name. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Notice that Jesus is separate from the Father there. He's going to pray to the Father, and he's going to say, I do nothing of myself. What I see the Father do, that's what I do. He is in a humiliated state in the days of his flesh, to work salvation, make the captain of our salvation perfect through sufferings uh, and learned obedience through the things which he suffered. Hebrews tells us that in the Son of Man, the Son of God, the redemption office of God Almighty. Well, there, because he died on the cross, wherefore God hath highly exalted him. He chose that servant and given him a name, the blood name, the only revealed name of God, which is Jesus. G is Jehovah. Sus is salvation. My God has become my salvation, not my son of God, my God. The name Jesus, the blood name of God, the redemption name of God, the only revealed name of God, that at the name of Jesus every niece should bow of things in heaven, things in the earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord Jehovah God Almighty, to what? The glory of the Son? No, he went to the glory of God the Father. Now let's take a look at what happened. When Jesus there died on that cross, we're going to see here that in Matthew 27, 51, and it tells us very simply, that, that way into the holiest was not made manifest while the law was still there, uh, that the Holy Ghost then signified it. Behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to the bottom, not bottom to the top, top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, it was a great earthquake, and the rocks rent in Matthew 27, 41. What happened to that, that veil? It was rent in two. As Jesus died on the cross, that veil into the holiest of all, the most holy place, the holy of holies, rent from top to bottom. What did that do? Well, let's take a look. 
God working salvation of himself alone, the veil rent, and then we see some scriptures. Ephesians 2, 13 through 16 gives us a great insight. For he is our peace, Jesus Christ, who hath made both one. Well, in Ephesians 1, the mystery of God's will from the foundation of the world has been to gather all things together in one, in Christ Jesus. Well, he hath made both one and hath broken down, he broke down something. Broke down the middle wall of partition. Notice that between us. What parted us from God? Some say it's a Jew and the Gentile. Well, that's fine. But he goes on and says, and hath abolished in his flesh, and that's flesh being the veil, Hebrews 10 tells us, hath abolished in his flesh the enmity, the enemy there, that was contrary, contrary to us, even the what? The law of commandments. Now, somebody said, well, that's just ordinances. Yes, it's ordinances, which is dogma. Contained in ordinances. That's dogma. They didn't do away with the law. He fulfilled the law. He took the natural law and brought it to a spiritual law of life in Christ Jesus, fulfilling it in every aspect. So there was a natural law to a natural people with natural boundaries that was now elevated to a higher level of glory, to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And now the law is written upon the hearts of the spirit of men that have been born again. And what did he do? He made in himself of twain, that is, one new man. Now here we have the man, God Almighty. And then we have the natural man that is sold under sin. That by one man's disobedience, sin came upon that by sin and Adam all die. And God, somebody said, God's not a man. Well, let's take a look at that. He is a man of war. And it states there in John 3.13, No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. It has nothing to do with the flesh. It is the Spirit there himself in the supreme sense god uh, that spirit is man now we have the outward man perish though outward man is perishing day by day yet the inward man which is created after christ jesus is renewed daily because of christ that's in us so what happened here there was a middle wall of partition what was that it was a law of commandments contained in ordinances this law, that law of Moses, by the works of the law, no flesh should be saved. If, you, if you're guilty of one part of the law, you're guilty of it all, Paul said. So he took the ordinances of that law after fulfilling it and being tempted in every point, like as we are yet without sin, Hebrews 4.15. He took the ordinances of that law and the law of commandments contained in those ordinances and nailed it to his cross. What did he do? Take a look at it. He broke down that middle wall. He broke it down, that middle wall of partition. That veil, that to say his flesh went from top to bottom, making that law of the spirit of life and man one with God, where the law was that middle wall of partition. Now God himself, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God was in Christ in the days of his flesh. Now, who is Christ? Well, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Now God is Christ. God is Christ, yes. What did he do? He made peace. 
and he made one new man. Now, who is that new man? That he might reconcile both unto God and the body by the, by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. What did he do? Let's take a look at the scriptures here. And Acts 2.36 tells us, Very assured, let all, therefore, let all the house of Israel know, surely that same Jesus that you crucified, whom you have crucified on a cross, God hath made him. That same Jesus whom you crucified. What did he make him? Both Lord and Christ. And where is Christ now? Christ is that spirit that is in the body of Christ. Jesus ahead and we the body of Christ. Now, somebody said, well, you're writing with a lived in because I busted my shoulder here lately and uh, it's, I appreciate your prayers and you that are praying for me. Uh, there, that right hand is now... Uh, it's going to take a few months to get it back right, but it's a whole lot better than what it was. Thank you for your prayers. Anyway, Lord in Christ, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty is only one Lord. We see that there's one body, one spirit, in whom you call him, one hope of your calling, Ephesians 4. One Lord. Who is that? Jesus Christ. One faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of all, above all, and in us all. Christ is that Lord, the Father of glory. He is that spirit. But in the days of his flesh... He became that man, and now he's the head, and we are the body of Christ. We are in Christ's stead, because now God is Christ. Christ is God. Let's take a look at it again. 1 Corinthians 15, 45, he made one new man. Who is that new man? So it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. We all knew that. He breathed into the nostril of Adam, formed of the dust of the ground, the gust and breathe in him the breath of life. He became a living soul. The Neshama. The last Adam, that is the man, Christ Jesus, was made what? A quickening spirit. Not a spirit. Man, a quickening spirit. The Lord is that spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17. There's not another. 1 Corinthians 15.45. It tells us very specifically who he is. He didn't robe himself in flesh. He became, was made, and not not transmuted into flesh, and flesh transmuted into spirit, but the man Christ Jesus had his own will, and that will had to be submitted to the will of the Father. Jesus said, the words that I speak, I speak not of myself. The Father that dwelleth in me, he's the one doing the works. But remember, that is the Spirit of God without measure. He gives not the Spirit by measuring him at birth, and here is Jesus as a man, body, soul, and spirit. But the law is a middle wall or petition. Even though he says, I and my father one, we're one in the same spirit, John 10, 30. Yet he's working salvation as a man made in under the law. And that is Romans 5. He has to right, break down that middle wall of partition. He does that through obedience and all things being tried in all points like we are yet without sin, Hebrews 4.15. And because you are sons, what has God done now? He has sent forth the Spirit. Why? Because the Son is that Spirit now. He's been glorified. He's not in the days of his flesh. He's been glorified. That same Jesus whom you crucified, God has made both Lord and Christ. He is that Spirit. So God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into our hearts where we cry what? Abba, Father, which is one, and the self-same Spirit, the Father is that Spirit, which is the Spirit of the Son. It's very simple when you see it. 
God loved you so much. He took on a body of flesh and blood, fashioned as a man, died on the cross, broke down the middle wall of partition, glorified the Father with the Father's own self, and then sent his spirit. Now, just as Jesus said while he was in the world, he said, I'll pray the Father send you another comforter, whom the world cannot receive because it saith him not, neither knoweth him, but you know it. For he dwelleth with you, he dwelt with his apostles, and shall be in you. Jesus stated, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He did it on the day of Pentecost, the promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me. That is the one and the self-same spirit of God. Take a look at what Timothy said, 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16, which in times past he shall show who is a blessed and only potentate. When he shall send Jesus, the blessed and only what? Potentate. What is that potentate? The omnipotent, almighty. The King of kings and Lord of lords, who only hath immortality dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, whom no man hath seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Not to them, but to whom? Singular. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. That's who he is. Who is he? Let's take a look. Revelation 1.8. That's a whole revelation of Jesus Christ that God's doing in the last days. It's the last book in your Bible. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things, which must shortly come to pass, sent and signified it by his angel unto John. What did he say in Revelation 1.8? I'm Alpha and Omega. That Greek, the A to the Z. I am the Hebrew, the Allah through the Tav. I'm every attribute of God that is, was, or ever will be. I'm the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, which is and was and is, which is to come, the Almighty. The devil is, was, and is not. It's a false Christ. Revelation 1.8, that's the true Jesus. Now, there's many other scriptures there. Christ needs to be taught. 1 John 2.20, there you have an unction from the Holy One. You know all things and you know all truth, no lies of the truth. 1 John 2.22. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? Christ in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. Christ is first and foremost the Spirit of God. All the Old Testament prophets prophesied by that Spirit of Christ that was in them, speaking of the grace that should come unto us, now the body of Christ. When it signified and testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ, not Christ Jr., Christ the Spirit is Christ the man, and it is one Christ. Christ is every office of the Spirit. Christ is the Father. Christ is the Word. Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ is the Son of God. Christ is the Son of Man. That's the doctrine of Christ. That is what must be restored to the church for her to have the power to preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for witness in all nations, and then the end will come. God is now restoring that. Faith that was once delivered to the saints, the foundational truth that Jesus is the Christ. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Father of glory. In the days of his flesh, he humbled himself to be a man made in under the law. You'll see that in Galatians 4, verse 4, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. How? Spirit Senior didn't say to Spirit Junior, go down and die for the sin of the world. There's no scripture for that in the word of God. But how did he send his son? Romans there, 8, 3 says, and what the law cannot do, and it is weak in the flesh, God is sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, consent, condemn sin in the flesh. He that knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Well, who is that? Well, that's Jesus Christ, and that he 
In Galatians 4, verse 4, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. Yes, he did. Made of a woman. That's how he did it. Made and under the law to redeem us that were under the law. There's the real Christ. And there's much more in the doctrine of Christ that we won't view to join with us here at DBM, ministry to bring to the nations of the world. Right now, we have over a thousand ministers in Africa, Africa, uh, basically going to Ghana, Kenya, and other nations joining us there, uh, bringing forth this doctrine of Christ, the only true God and eternal life. Jesus is the Christ, 1 John 2, 22, who is a liar, but that he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist. That has denied both the Father and the Son. Why? Because the Father is Christ, the invisible spirit, self-existent, eternal spirit of God, the Father of glory. The Father of lights and who's no variableness of turning. But he's also, Christ is that Son, same spirit, but revealed, manifest. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Not God Jr., not the Son of God, God himself was manifest in the flesh justifying the spirit, seen of angels, uh, preached to the Gentiles, believed on the world, received up in the glory, 1 Timothy 3.16. Who is this? That's Christ. That's the God of glory. That's what we must return to as you have so learned Christ that in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. There is no God Jr. There, the Trinity is being now dispelled and the ones that are coming out are coming into a higher level of glory and the true Christ, the true God and eternal life, Jesus Christ. That's the last book in the Revelation and God's using judgments in the earth right now. For when judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. Learn righteousness when that righteousness leads us to holiness. For Romans 6 says, that whosoever you yield your members of service to obey him and the servants to whom you obey, whether sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, which yields the peaceable fruits of holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. I hope it's been a blessing to you. We pray for each one of you that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Now, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.